Oh my gosh, guys, welcome back to Dream Chasers Radio. It is 2020, January, and it's almost done. Like It's like past the middle of January already. Let me ask you a question. Have you kept your New Year's resolution? Because I started last month. I got rid of everything in my house I didn't want anymore. Never, I, didn't, I didn't use anymore. I got rid of everything, and I'm started, I've started fresh for 2020. And I hope you've done that too. I hope you put on your mindset because today we have a return guest. Hey, don't forget you can tune in every Monday through Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to get this show right here for you as well as on realradio247.com. And you can get us on iTunes, iHeart, Google Play, Stitcher, Speaker, Spotify. We can keep going. Um, But today, I, I mean, I have a return guest, like I said, I am so excited to have him back on the show because not only is he an accredited author, but I mean he has the—I mean he has the information that the last time we spoke, I was like, "What?" And I still haven't. I, I'm going to say this: I I started the book, but I'm not done. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to have Mr. Mike Acker back on the show right now. Welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much. Great to be back and happy new year to everybody. Hoping that 2020 is going well for you and that you're doing well in your new year's resolutions. Thank you. And yes, everybody, everybody. And you too, Mike. So tell me something, what has been going on with you? And then this new, this next book that we're going to be talking about is just as prolific as the first one. Yeah. So the first book that I actually wrote is the one I'm talking about today. And then last time I talked about the book that I had just published. Oh, okay. And I thought when I, when you and I were talking about what it would look like to be on your show, I thought through, you know, let's save this one, the first one, actually mm-hmm. for the second spot, because so many people have these New Year's resolutions. Mm-hmm. And here we are already into January. And I want to help you with that. And really want to help you with this resolution specifically, which is to help you conquer the fear of public speaking Mm. to help you conquer that fear of being up in front of people. All eyes are on you. And now I can give you seven strategies that will really take you through that. And it's available in my book, speak with no fear published Mm -hmm. in 2019 full year ago. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And, and it has over 130 positive ratings, a couple negative ratings, Mm. but overall, I have seen people on Twitter, on Instagram, on LinkedIn, and in my emails saying, thank you so much for this book. Mm. One of my favorite comments was someone on Twitter just found me and added me to their post. And they said, they just spoke in front of 500 people for a wedding and they were able to do it well. And they said, thanks to this book, Speak With No Fear by Mike Acker. So today I want to help people conquer some of their anxiety, their fear, their nervousness, and gain some confidence. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Wow. You know, it's amazing because a lot of people say, well, Yaya, do you do a lot of speaking engagements? In actuality, uh, no, I don't. It would be nice. (laughs) It would be nice. I think that that's something I'm going to try to conquer in 2020. And I know plenty of people who do, but with my schedule, it, it would it would actually require that I drop the one main financial source I have in order right. to do it. I would love to drop that source. 
I would love to drop that sauce. (laughs) But it's like, okay, first I got to get. But I think speaking with no fear is going to be the biggest thing that's going to happen to me because uh, as a performer, I can sing with no fear. But speaking is different. It's like you really are influencing people's lives, their judgments, their day-to-day. They're actually taking to heart what you say. And you feel kind of sort of responsible if something should happen negative or even positive for them. How do you get over that? You know, it really goes back in several different ways because some people, as they read this book, there's seven strategies. They all stand alone. And some people come back to me and say, you know what? I really didn't feel like I connected with number two and number five, but number three and number six. Mm. And so for every person, it's different. And that's why every strategy that I wrote, and there's, sure, there's other other strategies as well. Mm -hmm. But these are the seven strategies that I've really cultivated in my own life. And so I'm able to speak from it. And here's what's important for people to realize. I'm not that person who was naturally confident. You know, sometimes we go to learn from somebody. And if you go to learn basketball from someone who's just a natural, just a genius, and they came out of the womb and they were able to play, right? (laughs) Uh It's hard to learn from someone like that because they haven't gone through the paces. But if you learn from someone who's a couple steps ahead of you and they say, oh, yeah, when I was at your spot, this is what I did. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm able to do. So I do a lot of coaching. And I coach CEOs and entertainers. I coach uh, some sports players and some, some minor celebrities and some executives. And people come and I work with them so that they can give presentations or lead meetings or stand up on stage or do whatever environment that they're in. And they can do it in a way that they're proud of. In fact, let me just tell people up front, if you want to schedule a call with myself or my team, they could just go to http you know forward slash all that and then advance.as.me forward slash discovery and we could talk about how i could help you but right now i want to help you and i want to help all your listeners and just give a couple strategies that i think will help every single person here in 2020 overcome some anxiety to gain confidence in this year mm-hmm. yeah we need that. I'm telling you. I, well, go right ahead because, like, that, my biggest fear, like I said, is to steer people in the wrong direction. Uh, yeah. And so I, I think a lot of people don't get on stage, even though they can, even though they have that skill and it, they've right. naturally had it or they went to school and got the degree and they just, they're just too scared to even face people because of rejection, maybe, or because they just don't want to you know, steer people in the wrong direction. So yes, please, 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 please. Nice. Yeah. And these are really relevant even beyond public speaking. So Mm -hmm. really some of these, some of these, yeah, they're a little bit more specifically public speaking, but others, it's really about that overcoming that fear of failure. And I think a lot of people, they start out with their New Year's resolutions. I'm going to do it. And then you know, two weeks in, it's like, oh, no, like I'm not, not going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to yeah. do it. <laughs> I'm failing. Well, you know, there might be people who are wanting to do what you're doing, right? They mm. want to be an entertainer. They want to have a podcast. They want to be an influencer. Mm. And, and yet they can't because there's just this fear. So yeah. how do you do that? So I'm going to walk you through not all of the seven strategies because mm. that would take a long time. But right. let me just walk you through a couple. 
mm-hmm. and, and help every single person here understand that whatever it is that you're afraid of, whether it is speaking on stage or whether it is performing or whether it's doing a stand-up comedy act or whether it's going to your boss and, and boss and asking for a raise, that you can use some of these strategies to help you overcome that fear. Mm. Okay. All right. Let's do it. Let's do the number one. Let's do yes. this first strategy. And this is kind of a, this is semi-counseling strategy. <laughs> and uh-huh. it really comes from my years of working with people. Uh-huh. And after working with people for a long time and in several different settings, having lots of employees, I found out that a lot of the times people have these wounds that they had never really cleaned out. So when you got close to the wound, and I was compared it to kind of like this cut that gets infected scabs over but it still is infected it still hurts so you touch that infected wound you get close to that issue that emotional issue or that memory or that personality and you trigger something and all of a sudden that person goes from just normal and all of a sudden they get triggered and into this negative well public speaking has a trigger effect for a lot of people that the moment they they're a confident person they're they're good in a lot of different areas. And then they say, hey, I want you to give a presentation to 20 people. And sometimes, sometimes it's 20 people that they know well. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, their anxiety comes out. Their fear comes out. Why? These are 20 people you know. You know the content. So why is it? And really, that first strategy is asking that question, why? Mm-hmm. That you would uncover the wound that you have and you would clean it out. Just like that scab illustration. I'm sorry, it's kind of a mm-hmm. gross illustration. But what you need to do, and I talk about this in my book, about how my mom would find these infected scabs and she would have to like peel them and then treat them so that they could heal over and scar over and eventually the scar would fade. Mm-hmm. Likewise, if you really have some anxiety or fear, and I know people who they just get this idea of being up in front of people and they just start freaking out. Mm-hmm. And and there's a lot of people like that. The idea of starting a new business or idea of performing or idea of standing on stage and showing their talent. And they freak out. Why is that? And usually it comes back to an experience that went bad. Usually it goes back to something. And often it's in middle school or high school. Mm. But one lady I was working with, sports athlete, just super fit, super toned, incredible leader, business owner it came down to her stepdad and what he used to say to her and the derogatory comments he made to her growing up for another guy. It came down to middle school CEO of a huge company, extremely successful. Mm. Yet he had this wound. And as you dive in and as you air it out there, as you uncover it, you bring healing to yourself. You own up to what happened. You accept what happened you, you sometimes you need to make amends or whatever you need to do. I mean, if it's too deep, I talk about it. just go to a counselor. This is not a counseling book. But go in there and discover the why you have this fear. Once you understand the why you have this fear, then you can actually tackle the fear. And the old trigger will no longer trigger to the same extent. So I start out with a little bit of counseling. And, you know, you know yeah, I think every single person needs a little bit of counseling. <laughs> I, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. Some people need a little bit more, but 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 uh, <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. But, but everybody needs some, mm-hmm. and and I do encourage. If your fear is that big, maybe a great 2020 resolution 
would be go talk to somebody, a professional, mm-hmm. who would help you overcome it. But the book okay. does, does give you some examples to dive in. Mm-hmm. I, I go through some other strategies. I won't take time on every single one. I talk right. about imagine the worst. <laughs> one of my readers said, aren't you supposed to visualize the best? <laughs> You're said, right. Well, yeah, but see, if you want to prepare as if everything's going bad, because if you prepare like everything's going bad and you put yourself in a frame of work and to overcome bad outcomes and bad responses, you're going to actually be ready if they happen. It's like when I used to play soccer, we, we, we practiced under the worst conditions. Mm-hmm. We practiced with our coach yelling at us. We practiced with stress. We practiced this way. So when we got to the game, because we had practiced emotionally and, and physically to our extremes, we were ready and we often beat the other team. So imagine the war so you can prepare for it. And often, <laughs> I talk about this in the book, like, hey, the worst is never going to happen. Imagine the worst. Like right. The person you're talking to, the whole group gets up and, and punches you. I mean, it's not going to happen, right? At the end of the day, you still have your health. You still have your family. You still have everything you came in with. Sometimes some of that stuff is on the line. But usually, it's never going to be as bad as you imagine. So prepare for the worst. It gets you ready for the good or the best. Uh, I keep on going. and This one is my favorite. I think I talk about uh, UBU. A lot of people, yeah, yeah, a lot of people, when they get up in front of others, they try to channel someone else. And you mm-hmm. see this in, in the entertainment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, someone gets up there and maybe it's even someone that you've coached. They, they think, I got to be like, yeah, yeah, I got to be like whoever else. And, or we have, a, we have a family member who we, we admire and we feel like, I got to be like that person mm-hmm. or, or a boss that influenced us. But what happens is if you get up into the environment where you channel that person, all of a sudden you are no longer you. You are being a poor imitation of someone else. And every single person would rather you be an authentic and proving you versus a fake someone else. Mm-hmm. So you be you. And I think this is just a huge aspect this coming year to this or the, throughout this year in 2020, you be you. What makes you, you learn that embrace that live it. I'm, I'm sure for you, Yaya, there's been times in your career when you were learning and embracing it, that you probably, you probably tried some styles that may have not been, you oh yeah (laughs) oh yeah yeah and it probably took some time and some effort and sometimes you got to try on some different styles before you feel like that's you right but once you find out who you are and what you do you end up having a much better much better run of things And, and here's a great comparison um this morning i went to the gym was working out and we do some front lateral raises where you take about you know, 10, 15 pound weight, you hold it in front of your body, and then you hold it there, and you can raise it a little bit back and forth. But as you're raising it there, far out from you, 10 pounds weighs a ton, yeah. or five pounds weighs a ton. But if you take that five, 10 pounds, and you pull it into your chest, it weighs nothing. When you're in front of people, there's always weight. If you have a five, 10 pound in your right hand and a five, 10 pound in your, in your left hand, so whatever's relevant to you, mm-hmm. and you hold them away from your body, it's going to weigh a lot. It's going to, you're, you're going to get tired. 
But if you bring them in towards your chest and hold them close against your body, it's going to weigh nothing. Five, 10 pounds, that's nothing. Right. You hold it forever. Now, what does that do with speaking? When you get in front of people, you carry two weights. You carry the weight of content. And I wrote, talked about that and wrote about that in, in my first book, in our first interview, mm -hmm. how to write content. Mm -hmm. And then you carry the weight of personhood. The more you know something, the closer to the chest you're going to be holding it. The less you know something, the further away from your chest. So that's why you really want to internalize and understand what you're saying because that pulls it closer. But also, you have another weight. It's the weight of personhood. And when you're trying to be someone else or act like someone else or trying to impress someone else or trying to do something that's not natural to you, then that gets really heavy, tiring, and exhausting. So pull it in by being yourself. Yeah. Nice. Wow. Yeah, yeah that yeah. makes sense. It really <laughs> does. It, it does make sense, you know. Yeah, it becomes really a burden if you don't know what you're doing. Right. Definitely. If happen. you don't know what you're doing or if you're trying to be someone else, mm -hmm. it, it really does get exhausting. Yeah. It really does. Wow. Well, let me just give your, your audience one more uh, one more strategy. I talk about speaking to one, mm -hmm. really do for one what you'd like to do for everyone. I talk about okay. channeling the power and mm -hmm. how to take all that nervous energy that really fear is just the flip side of excitement. Mm -hmm. And you get that. You get up on stage and you, oh, yeah. you have energy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I love it. And you have energy. Now, if you didn't turn it into energy and excitement, it would turn into fear. Oh, yeah. And so... So that's a strategy. One of the, then the last strategy is be in the moment. And I talk about instead of anticipating what's going to happen, instead just really enjoy the present moment. Mm -hmm. But those are great strategies. But here's what I want to here's what I want to really dive into. Um, strategy number five: It's not about you. Every year I do kind of a goal for myself, and this year in 2020, my goal is that I would be less self-focused and in my marriage, in my parenting, in my friendships, and just become more others focused. Now, this had yeah. nothing to do with the book, why I chose to do that this year. But the book, I talk about how when you're on stage, if you can get the focus off of yourself and onto others, it removes the nerves. And here's how. A lot of the reasons why we get nervous when we're in front of people is because we're wondering what people are thinking about us. Even in this time right here, as I do this podcast interview, this radio interview with you, mm -hmm. I could be thinking, what are people thinking? Do they like me? Do, do, do I sound okay? Do I have good energy? Is there a good, good connection? And the moment I start doing that, my nerves would get in. But instead, I came in and just mentally prepared myself. How can I add value to Yaya and her audience? How can I bring value here? So it's not about me and, and what people think about me, but it's really me thinking about you. And the moment I start thinking and putting myself in your shoes, all of a sudden I start thinking, okay, what do they need? What, what would be helpful? And I start right. thinking, okay, well, not all of them are speakers. And, and some of them have... Um, resolutions they've already dropped and, and now all of a sudden I'm thinking oh okay this is see now I'm thinking about you mm -hmm. and the more I think about you the more I'm working for you and a lot of people right. walk into a room think about being in middle school or high school and you mm -hmm. walk into a room and when you walk into that room what happens you instantly start thinking what do people think about me what do people mm -hmm. think about me 
what do people think about me? And, mm. and I always tell people when I was a youth speaker, I always said, no one's thinking about you. They're too busy thinking about themselves. Yeah. Wow. And this is not true. I mean, like you get oh, up on yeah. stage and, and <laughs> you, you want people to like you, but I, and one of the things I love about just your energy and what you do here is you start and you really talk to your audience first. Oh, and, I love and I really my audience. I love them. They're cool. You know, it's, it's something that we're doing this together. I feel like I'm a part of their lives. Right. And, and so you're trying to think, how can I add value to them? Right. And I think that's what, what draws people to you. And, and that's what draws people to speakers. Mm. When the speaker gets up there and it's all about themselves, nerves will increase and audiences, their, their, their interest will disengage. Mm -hmm. So turn it around. Don't think about yourself. Think about others. Think through how you can help them succeed. And those are wow. really the, the seven strategies. I'm really just focused on, on three, but would love to, to see if I can help any of your audience members and just you know, go to Google and type in advanced.as.me forward slash discovery. Mm -hmm. Set up a call with us. Definitely. See how we can help you out. Or pick wow. up the book and, and jump on there or listen to the last, uh, last session that I did with Gaia and, mm -hmm. and improve yourself in this yeah. 2020. Definitely. That last session was aired on December 26th of 2019. Uh, so you can go back into the archives and get that interview and listen to that because I'm telling you, wow. And that was only three, you know, that was only three. I'm, I'm in, I'm in, I'm like, I'm in, I'm not like, I dove in on three and I'm like, well, wow, there's four more. You know, it's, it, it really is cool to see what happens when people put just practical mm -hmm. knowledge into place because all of a sudden they start growing. They start, they start changing. I mean, the, the good actions incrementally done turn you into a whole different person, right? Yeah. just think about this new year's resolution of working out. If you stay with walking 30 minutes every single day for a year, you'll see the impact. And mm -hmm. if you take some of these strategies and you just implement them little by little, you will see the results. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Definitely. I, you know, and it's, <laughs> you have to start before the new year. I always say that because it takes about what 30 days for you to actually develop a habit that's good for you, that, that you actually are going to now not break anymore. Uh, maybe even more. Some people have a habit that's so deep rooted that it takes a lot longer. I just, I feel like, okay, we need to just go ahead and start, you know, and just not stop, just start and don't stop. Um, right. I, I love what you've done. You know, I, I had a, a lady cause I do vocal coaching and she said to me, I haven't sang because of the fear of what other people will think. And so every day I say, I'm going to sing. And then by the end of the night, I haven't sang. And right. I told her, well, let's do this before you, before you get to the point at nighttime where you say you haven't sang, I need you to go la, 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 la. Right. And I said, and now you've sang and that'll yeah. build from there. And I think it's all psychological. 
I really do. I really do. I think it is psychological. And I think people can really, really benefit from your book because obviously there's only three. When you've given me three, man, you just left me hanging. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, and really all of these could have their whole 20 minute devoted to it. And, mm-hmm. and really that's what I even did is I took this book and from people's encouragement, I, I ended up making a full on school out of it where I teach people and I walk them through how to speak with confidence, how to give presentations that they're proud to present. Mm-hmm. And that's been incredible, incredible to see what people are doing with that. They're, they're coming out and saying, thank you. And I've mm-hmm. seen people put together incredible speeches and I'm able to encourage them and walk with them. So I absolutely love just this whole dynamic of seeing people grow. Mm-hmm. I used to go out there and do a lot of speaking. Now with a young family, that's not something I really want to do. I don't want to travel a ton. Right. But now I can help people get out there and speak, whether right. it's in, you know, to 20 people or 200 people or 2,000 people. Uh, the people that I've worked with have done keynotes. They've done presentations at MIT. They've done board meetings. They've done interviews. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. just really cool to see how this kind of stuff ends up being something so relevant everywhere. I love it. And, you know, you said something earlier that just kind of popped into my mind. And I I really like the fact that you're saying that most people don't even notice you because they're so focused on themselves. And, you know, as you get on stage, you should be focused on yourself as well, you know, and not on what people think, but more what you can deliver to the people to help their lives better, you know, and get better and, and better themselves. And in turn, I think it helps you too. I mean, but Mike, people need to get the book because I am not a professional. I don't know anything, but I do know this. I was thinking about, um, you know, this month, get it, we got in front of 4,000 people. And let me tell right. you something. What a rush. And you're right. The energy was focused on the delivery me delivering what I deliver instead of focusing on what people would think about me and, and all the other stuff. It was a high and a rush that I, we rarely get an opportunity to, and it was more than 4,000 people, but it, we rarely get an opportunity to be in front of that many people at one time because usually right. it's like 500, 700, but four or 5,000 people, it's like almost like a sea of people. You get into the tens of thousands and it's crazy, you know? Uh, but it's just amazing what you just said that it's so true. You know, you focus that energy on yourself and you're not so scared. Right. You're not so scared. Well, people got to get right. this book. People got to get the book. They got to get the book because I mean, you only get three and I'm like, I, I feel gypped. <laughs> well, yeah. Otherwise we'd be here for an, you know, an I hour know. Or two, and I think the whole listeners would drop off, but I, but I will, I, I will say this, that, let me give you just one more nugget that's in the book. Mm. And, and a lot of times when people present, and I've seen this happen the other day, the other day this happened, I was with a whole bunch of doctors and there was a presentation that was going on. And the, the person who was presenting extremely qualified and she didn't look at the audience. She looked at her presentation notes. Oh. And, and this is so common. It's yeah. so common that people write something that they really want to make sure they communicate mm-hmm. or, you know, preacher will look at their notes because they wrote down the whole thing or a politician, you know, will look at it 
and, and you see this again and again, a team leader will look at the agenda a whole bunch or whatever it might be, a training, it happens again and again and again. And so here's what I like to tell people again and again and again. Don't worry. What you lose in content, you will gain in connection. Right. Wow. Okay. Sometimes we're so worried about the content that we disconnect. Mm -hmm. Now, this is not so, so much a speak with no fear tip, although it shows up in the book. Can I just tell everyone here that there's going to be content that you lose? but connection's more important. I mean, even think about this. The other day I was with my son and we're playing Hot Wheels. And mm -hmm. I don't know why, <laughs> yeah, he's four years old. I don't know why, but there was something that, like I just kept on wanting to look at Instagram. I wasn't even doing anything. And eventually I just put my phone and I shoved it aside because I might miss some content by not checking it every half hour <laughs> or mm -hmm. five minutes. But is the connection or the content more important? The connection. Mm -hmm. And we do this sometimes at our dinner tables and it will, will be, all of us will be on devices or something. Yeah. And there's a time for that, right? So no yeah. guilt. I mean, there's a time for that. And there's times where my wife and I will say, Hey, it's a, it's a phone on table night or a phone off table night. Mm -hmm. And I get it. But overall, if you have some kind of connection that is getting displaced by content, do it around, switch it around. Mm -hmm. That's what is true in speaking. I, I actually write out my entire speeches completely word for word, but you'll never hear me say it word for word because although I internalize the content and I have a whole system for doing that, I really want people to see that I'm connected to them. So for anybody here, next time you're up in front of, of people or you're with someone, just remember connection is more important than content. Mm -hmm. That's so true. So, so true. Wow. Well, you know what? They got to get the book. I'm not even going to go there because we, like you said, we could be here and it could be in a long drawn out show and, and they can get the entire book. And then the next thing you know, they don't have to buy it. No, you got to buy the book. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. It's like four ninety nine on oh, Kindle. Come on. It's like, it's like four bucks on audible.com. So oh my you hear me teach it. And then you get the, the, um, physical copy for like 13 bucks so okay. or you can get a free half an hour call with my team once again one last time advance.as.me forward slash discovery advance.as.me forward slash discovery nice nice so we're gonna have all that information from mike right below this interview so michael acker i want to thank you so much for being on the show again and for bringing your expertise i'm telling you you are like incredible it's just what you've done and what you've put in that book is gold it's just gold and if anyone listening at the sound of my voice ever wanted to speak or wanted to perform or anything in front of people and you just don't have that off or you're too too nervous or too scared go ahead and get this book it's not a lot of money guys seriously you can spend more at starbucks all right so <laughs> <laughs> you're right so then um go ahead and just go ahead copy and paste the link below into your browser press the enter and if you do need that consultation it's 30 minutes at it is f r e e free and i love that thank you so much michael for being on the show again wow wow that's it's you know you've given all of you i mean you should be empty 
Hey, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I love what you're doing here. Love the the direction you're heading in this coming year. And I'm just so grateful that I got a chance to be a part of this and to speak into your audience. So happy new year to everybody. Enjoy. Hope you're enjoying it. And hopefully this year is that year where you conquer a fear that you have had that's been holding you back. Definitely, definitely. Thank you guys so much again for tuning in to Dream Chasers Radio. Mike Acker and myself, we are so grateful that you are here listening. Go ahead again and copy and paste that into your browser and check it out. Like I said, you could spend more money at Starbucks. You could probably spend more money at the dollar store if you really put your mind to it. You walk through all those aisles. Never mind. Anyway, so... So thank you guys again so much for tuning in. We'll see you again. Remember, we air every Monday through Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And Michael, thank you again for being on the show, man. You have a wonderful 2020. I hope you sell 50 million copies of your book. Hey, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. No problem. No problem. And thank you guys again. And don't forget to what? (laughs) It's 2020. You better be different because if you're not, you're losing. Bye. (laughs) 